What is going on, everybody? This is the Undefeated by Choice podcast brought to you by Stillfist. Um, we are in the midst of some wildness in the world of MMA. It's kind of tough being a someone who uh, talks about MMA right now because it doesn't look like a lot is going to be going on in the next couple of weeks as far as fights go. Uh, we just got word of cancellation of the um, UFC London card, Woodley versus uh, Edwards. So that sucks. Uh, Khabib Ferguson definitely is uh, got a lot of people worried, concerned, uh, terrified. So we'll see. Uh, they say they're going to do that one. I think they well they tried to relocate the London card to the Apex in Vegas, but. Um, I, I guess they just couldn't pull the main event together. I think the card still might be going on. They still might put on fights, but that, that main event spot will not happen. My guess would be um, there was some visa issues <laughs> with uh, Edwards coming out of London into the United States. But I, that's speculation. I, I, I haven't looked. I haven't checked Twitter yet um, to confirm that. I just found out that the match is, or the fight has been called off. Um, here in Utah, we're feeling the effects of it as well. Uh, they have canceled all sporting events. Uh, there was a few other cards that, that were that would fall that were supposed to fall within that um, the next two weeks that have all been canceled. But Still Fist uh, is just outside of that two week window. So April fourth, um, we still are planning. We're still anticipating on putting a card. We still plan on. Um, showing up and, and putting on fights for you. So, um, it's been interesting. Uh, uh, you know, of course we'll, you know, going to keep, we're, we're going to, you know, keep the best eye we can on our, on the fighters and make sure that everyone's healthy stepping into the octagon. I know that you can't really, um, you know, we definitely, we don't have the funds to kind of, uh, to, to really do the testing, but I mean, we'll do the best we can. (laughs) We do the best we can because we want to put on fights. Uh, You know, it's, it's all of us as fight fans. I mean, we know how important this is. We know how scary this whole thing is, but um, (laughs) you know, it's like you you try to find a way to like keep going. You find a way to like, uh, like uh, yeah, you just find a way to keep going to, to look something to look forward to instead of, you know, sitting at your house, I mean, think of it, like, down the road, like, we're not going to have movie productions, because you can't have the crews get together, and there's, you know, new television shows aren't going to be getting filmed, there's not going to be anything new coming out, so, you know, we're, we're we're looking for some sort of entertainment, and right now, we're so early in it, we still get it, but, I mean, if if things continue, we're going to be in a rough way, so it's important for us to get what we can out while we can, it's important for us to, to, entertain the fans while we can because we don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do it uh, you know until we get this thing figured out so um <coughs> yeah you know april 4th it might be your your last chance to watch fights for for a while who knows so make sure you get your tickets and you come out to the show and you celebrate what you can while you can um because you don't know what you got until it's gone and i'm telling you right now the way things are looking we don't know we don't know we just don't know. So, if you have a chance, if you have your chance in two weeks to get together and to come watch the fights, it may be the last ones for a while. But um, 
I'm not going to harp on that too much. We'll see. We'll see how everything unfolds. I don't know. I'm I'm not a doctor. You know, it's funny. I'm just watching all the uh, all the outpour of. There's just two camps. There's the camp of this isn't that big of a deal. It's you know, there's only a few thousand people in a sea of a billion people, and it's really only hitting older people. And you know, there's only two cases here and a few cases there. And and then I hear that this is the you know the biggest threat to mankind that we've ever seen and and it's going to just you know run rampant through the population and and it's really serious and everyone's buying up all the toilet paper you know it's it's crazy it's crazy time we live in it's just there's nothing i can i really uh else can say about it you know you guys have been hearing me cough on here for the past two weeks and i don't you know i don't think i have it you know, I got a, I got a older mom that, um, it would be not be, not be very good if she was to get it either. Any of my parents, either of my parents, I guess any of my parents, I consider my stepmom a parent. So any of my parents, uh, it's not safe for any of them to get it. And, but I've been around all of them and none of them, have, they're all still seem to be doing really well. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really don't know what to say about it. It's crazy. That's all I can say about it. It's nuts. But we did have some fights last night. UFC fight night, Lee versus Oliveira. <sighs> and overall, I'd give that fight, that whole card, I don't know, a C, C minus. It was okay. There were some there were some shining moments. There was some good stuff. And there was some pretty awful stuff. Um not really not really awful, but just like underwhelming. I mean, the majority of the fights went to a decision. So many of them went to a decision, and that's that's tough. Like if you have wars like you know Weili Zhang and uh, and Joanna, then you're gonna say, hey, give me a give me a give me a decision every single time. I'll watch that any day of the week. But when they're not like that, and there's not the greatest action, kind of kind of gets to be a little tough to watch when they're all decisions and so i believe it was the first i'll I'll go over it but it might have been like the first four or five fights all went to decision which just made it for an extra long night but they weren't all bad they were good um maleki versus uh mokado mokado that was a fun fight to watch uh maleki had the length she was really uh trying to utilize her length but mokado just kept coming forward and she just kept um you know, putting herself in harm's way to try to get that knockout punch because she she knew that she didn't have the the range to stand aside stand outside and pick apart her fighter. So she just was rushing in and she was connecting a lot. I, I, I thought she won the first round. I thought there was a good chance she was going to win the fight, but but Maleki won due to a unanimous decision, and um, it was a good fight. It was it was a fun, a good way to kick off the card. Then you had uh, Doverick versus Silva. Uh, Doverick won by unanimous decision. This fight was, mm, it was okay. It was, it was fine. It was, there was some good spots, but it was just, it was an average fight. Nothing really stuck out. Uh, Moroz versus Bueno Silva. That was a real fun fight to watch because, uh, Bueno Silva was undefeated up until that point. And she had been, she's tough, man. She's tough. She was really taking a beating and uh Moroz was really controlling her uh on the ground 
just being heavy on her and, and, and keeping her down and, and having some good ground and pound. So, uh, it, it was an impressive win by Moreau's, uh, another unanimous decision. Uh, but, but Buena Silva, she'll be back, man. She's tough. She is tough. She was really getting, uh, battered for a minute there and she, she didn't, she didn't give up. She didn't roll over. Uh, Ronnie Yaya. Um, Oh yeah, this one went went to a draw. Which man, I can't remember exactly who I had winning this fight. I think I had it was Ronnie Yaya versus uh, Barzola, Enrique Barzola, and um, I had someone winning this fight. I can't remember who it was exactly. I think it was it might have been Barzola. I might have had Barzola winning the fight, but they went to a draw. And again, like it, it was, it wasn't an egregious call. It wasn't like a, it wasn't terrible. It, um, I can see how they could see it being a draw because neither one of them really kind of pulled away and, and really, uh, was controlling. Um, it was, I mean, it was grappling heavy. It really was. I mean, Ra- Ronnie Aya is known for his ground game and Barzola really had no fear. It went in there. Uh, Eliza Dos Santos versus Alexi Kunchenko. That was another one went to decision. Um, another pretty good fight. Uh, this one was one I was really impressed with. Uh, the Amanda Rivas versus, um, uh, Ronda Marcos. That one was a, that one, I mean, this Rebus girl, she's, she's the total package. She's adorable on the mic. She's very attractive, like top 10 hottest girls in the, in the UFC for sure. Probably. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, she, uh, but, and then all that aside, she's just talented, man. She knows how to fight and she likes to fight. She's, she's like the nicest person in the world outside of the octagon. Then she gets in she was really trying to kill Ronda Marcos. And she was going for the finish all the way to the last second of the fight, even though she had completely dominated the entire fight and she was ending it in top mount and she could have just laid there and, and you know, let the time do its thing. But she was really trying to finish the fight the entire time. And she's violent and she's fun to watch and she's skilled. And, um, yeah, she was, Rhonda has been there with the best of the best. She's been there with the best of the best and she's always a grinder, but she just looked completely outclassed in this fight all from, from start to finish. Amanda Rebus is, she's in this, she's in the strawweight division, which is the most stacked female division. And outside of the welterweight or 155ers, maybe, uh, the most stacked division in the UFC altogether. Um, I, I believe the welterweights is, is more stacked just because, I mean, 170 is just murderer's row. 155 isn't as stacked. It's not as deep. And especially when you have the champ who's so high on the mountain and it doesn't seem like anyone can touch him, you know, other than we'll, we'll see if someone gets to touch him in two weeks. But, um, you know, that one's kind of harder to see just because he's, they got a lot of good people but then he's leaps and bounds above everybody else so it doesn't really seem like that division is that great because you don't see the belt changing hands and the women's strawway it is absolutely stacked and this amanda rebus is one that is going to make some noise in the division i believe i really think so she's one to for sure keep your eye on brandon moreno versus uh formiga 
I um I got in some trouble on this fight because I got to, I took to Twitter after the fight because I was very unimpressed with the decision, and um I was very unhappy with what happened. And it was really just because I had done my uh, FanDuel fantasy betting and I had put money on this fight and I lost. But um, it really was. I mean, Moreno was was tuning him up on the feet, and he had some good exchanges on the ground. But then it got to the point where Formiga had complete control of him, and Moreno just laid flat on his back, not even trying to escape, not even trying to do anything. He just laid there. And to me, that's like quitting. That's giving up. Like You're not even trying to um, get out of a position. You're just hoping and praying that the ref will come in and save you. And the ref did come in and save him in the first round, which would have been a complete dominant uh, round for Formiga because he would have spent a good majority of the time on top control. And even if he wasn't doing anything, Brandon was literally flat back doing nothing, not no attempt. So he just was praying that they got stood up. I don't agree with the standup. I think the standup was bull crap. I think that ended up losing the round for Formiga. Um, and then, uh, and then again in the third round, Formiga got the top control again. And yeah, he wasn't doing anything. You, I can see the argument. I can see the argument that he didn't do anything once he got on top. And when they were in the striking exchange, that Brandon was was getting the better of the striking exchange. I get it. I understand. I, and I, you know, there's nothing really I can say to argue that uh, other than um, you know, I, I just again like I look at, I look at the situation like. If these two, if there weren't refs involved, if there weren't anything involved, if there wasn't any of this involved, and this was a fight to take take place in my backyard, who would I walk away feeling won the fight? Well, if I see two people fighting and one person gets top control of the other person and lays on top of them and the bottom person just lay, goes limp and does nothing and doesn't try to get out and doesn't try to defend themselves, I'm going to say that the person on top is wins that fight because they've got you basically submitted without actually like doing a submission they have you just saying okay this is where i guess this is where i'm going to be now i guess i'm under you like so i you know again and and i got into it with a guy on on twitter (laughs) i then i realized i was being a troll and i had to stop like we 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 hurled some insults back and forth at each other and then i was like he and then he mocked my the podcast and he mocked uh my two followers and uh i was just like you know what am i doing why i don't want to be one of those people i don't want to be a troll so i just sent him like this this crying face because i was like what what comeback do i have that i don't have a ton of followers like i would you know obviously this that's the goal and you don't get them you don't get followers without you know putting in the time and putting in the effort uh and also um uh yeah i just so like i really had no response to that so i was just like oh, you made me sad and then he's like i'm sorry you're a good guy and your podcast is good or something like that <clears throat> i don't know if he was being serious he doesn't have to be he doesn't owe me anything but i just thought it was funny because i was like i'm totally being a troll right now what am i doing so i had to pump the brakes on that but yeah the fight just pissed me off i didn't think that i didn't think that really brandon won it but i can definitely see how i'm the only person who feels that so uh, then we got to the main card. Uh, Mac Desi versus uh, Trinaldo. Trinaldo just t- 
tuned him up. Just walked walked through him. Um, just did whatever he wanted. Was striking. Just, I mean, MacDes MacDeck Mac Desi had it. I, I mean, I guess he had good some good defense. He, some of his defense looked great because he didn't get hit with every single punch that Trinaldo flew through. But it was just not a good. It was. MacDesky was completely outclassed. Like, he did not look like he belonged in that same octagon. He just looked like he was not ready yet. He was not on that level. Uh, oh, and then the biggest disappointment in all of UFC, Johnny Walker versus Nikita Krylov. Johnny Walker, I, po- I went right to my Facebook as soon as this fight was over. I said, everybody who thought that he was the next contender for John Jones, you're you, – you're, you were clueless. You were oblivious. This guy is not that good. He had some explosive knockouts against guys that were on the same level as him. Okay, he wasn't knocking out people who were like you know had this this high. Were in the higher echelon. He was knocking out his people on his level. Now that he's stepped up, I mean, he's gotten knocked out twice in a row. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He didn't get knocked out this fight. It was a unanimous decision, another unanimous decision. But he just was looked not good. His cardio was terrible. Like, yes, he's explosive. But, man, if you don't have cardio, the first round he was gassed. He was gra- gassed in the first round. And he wasn't even really throwing a lot of explosive shots. Like, he was doing more fence work, uh, back up against the fence, trying to defend the takedown, which he wasn't that great at. You know, he had a couple good scrambles. I mean, he's not completely inadequate. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm more I'm more upset because of the hype that everyone put behind him. I think he's on a good trajectory as a young fighter and getting a lot of experience and learning from his mistakes. <clears throat> I'm just so annoyed. I, like, hate these, these flash-in-the-pan, you know, shoot him to start him right away type of um, fighters because – it rarely pans out, and then we got all excited and invested on this person who still has a lot of work to do, and it ends up hurting their career because then they wonder if they should even be there. They're not like, oh, I'm going through the process to get better. Like, There's levels to this game, and I need to get to a certain level, but I have to be involved with it. I have to play with the big boys. I have to see where my mistakes are. I have to know what it's like to go up against the best coaches in the world and the best teams in the world. Like, it, it, There's a there's a growing process, and, um, and you know, it's like, you know, how many times have we seen, like in the NFL, how many times have we seen a good quarterback, a good quarterback, or someone who looked great in college go be a first-round draft pick, go be a starter on the on the team right, right away and be a starter on the team and then not do anything, you know, be terrible out there or be good for one season and then everyone kind of figures them out and then they're not that great. We've seen that almost every single time. Um and then in contrast, you have someone like Aaron Rodgers who sat on the bench behind Brett Favre, who Aaron Rodgers was one of the, you know, is is one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. And, um, you know, they're, they're definitely top 10. Um, I know people would say one or, or top three or whatever, but I'm going to just say top 10 to play it safe. Uh, and... Um, and he sat on the bench for years. He didn't go right away. He didn't. He sat there and he learned the system. He learned how to play the game. Then when he finally got his opportunity, he shone, He he was able to shine. So Johnny Walker is one that he's just not there yet. Uh, he needs to. His cardio needs to. He needs to figure out his cardio. And he needs to. He's at Trice. I believe. No, he's at. Where's he at? He's either at Tristar or he's at Jackson Wink. 
I believe. Maybe we'll say here in his bio. Um, no, it doesn't say anywhere. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He just, he's got a lot of things to work on. He really has a lot of things to work on. And Nikita looked good, man. He looked real good. He looked, he looked really good. And, uh, but they, I mean, again, like it wasn't a complete one-sided ass whooping. You know, Johnny had some shining moments. He had some good moments. He's definitely, he's definitely moving up, but he was nowhere near ready to fight for the title. That was ludicrous. That was insane. The whole time people were talking like that, I was like, what are we doing? He's nowhere near ready. So I'm glad that, you know, I was right. <laughs> uh, Renato Moicano, Moicano uh, beat uh, Damir Henzovic uh, via rear naked choke within 44 seconds. And then there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk afterwards. Ronaldo, uh, Renato was really, um, really emotional. Really emotional. He, you know, he's had a son that was in the hospital. And and then he said something like, he's he was kind of saying something to hard hard and he's like i wanted to fight more i wanted to fight more and hard like well then you shouldn't have choked me out <laughs> or you shouldn't have submitted me like it was a funny exchange like i wanted to keep fighting he's like well you shouldn't have beat me <laughs> if you want to keep fight, fighting you shouldn't have beat me so fast so that was i think the first finish that we had all uh, of the night like i just meant i just read off like eight matches or something and, and it was finally we got a, a first round um a first round choke. Uh, and then Gilbert Burns goes and gets a first round TKO of uh, Damian Maya. It was a real emotional win for him because he's always respected Damian, always loved Damian, like really, really respects him. And so it was tough for him. It was tough, but it, he was also super excited. Now he's calling out Colby Covington. Uh, he, I believe he called out, I, th- I believe he said he, oh, where did he say he was going to be this weekend? He might have said that he's healthy and ready to go and be a replacement in the uh, for the Woodley for the Woodley uh, Edwards card the next week. No, that's not when was it? What the heck? I can't remember. He was he's putting his name out there. He's just putting his name out there. He says he's ready to go to the next level. Colby Covington was the big one that he was calling out. I know there was another two people that he said he's going to go watch the fight and he's going to be a replacement if either of them can't make it. But, um, yeah, he went in, finished a legend. I mean, Damian Maya is one of the best guys on the ground. Gilbert's very good on the ground. I believe they had some, some grappling exchanges, uh, but when it came down to it, they stood up and Gilbert's hands just powerful, put him to sleep. So, um, and then Charles Oliveira versus Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee loses via third round guillotine. And, you know, Kevin Lee's another one that, man, we tried to shoot him up to start him so fast. We tried to get him up and have him be like, uh, you know, the next the next GSPs, what everyone was saying. And even I was, even the last podcast before this one even came out, I was talking about how excited I was. And that he's, I think he's on a good trajectory and he's got, he's in a good camp now. And he, um, and, and. And you know what? I, I just don't think that anymore. I just don't. I don't think that he is there. I don't think that he's going to ever be there. I think that he could fight for the belt again. I think that he could string some wins together, and he's exciting, and he could get he could get a couple more wins. Uh, but he's he t- he said he's done for a couple of years. I mean, 
I don't really believe that, but he says he's going to take some time to really figure out what what the problem is, and you know he has he has to he I don't to me first of all he didn't make weight so automatic red flag like what's going on why are you missing weight and and he just said it was because of time because of all the crazy stuff which is an easy excuse kind of you know it was a, it was crazy it was a crazy week for everybody though and everyone else made weight so why are you the one, only one not making weight uh you know you've got he said he didn't have the the best nutritionist and or he didn't have a nutritionist down in brazil with him and he thought the ufc was going to provide one and they didn't but i believe that's a conversation you have ahead of time like that's something you should have figured out if 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 They've done it for you maybe once before. If they did it for you every single time and then this one card, they just didn't do it and they didn't tell you about it, then that's one thing. But if they only did it for you one or two times when you were in Vegas, you know, at the, you know, by the PI, then, you know, you're, you're, you're making just, this is excuses. Like you just expected them to send a nutritionist down there unless, unless they do it all the time. And this was the one time they didn't, but then no one else complained about it. No one else seemed to have an issue with it. So I'm really, you know, the weight issue was a problem. Then he, you know, the fight, he looked okay. There he had some really good shining moments. He he was hitting Oliveira with some big shots, but Oliveira just looked better than him on the feet. He was landing uppercuts, rear uppercuts, throwing rear uppercuts and landing them from a mile away. And he kept cracking Kevin. He kept cracking him with those uppercuts. Like I got on my Twitter and I was like, those uppercuts though, because it was it was it was impressive how many he was able to land um and then you know he takes the back of kevin lee obviously he is Oliveira is a wizard on the ground just super impressive and and had was tying up kevin's legs the whole fight you know kevin was really not really doing anything even though he was in top control it looked like Oliveira had him like he had it seemed like he had the control because he had him by the leg and and Kevin wasn't really able to escape, wasn't able to like pull his leg out and stand the, stand the fight back up. He was kind of stuck in there. Uh, and then Oliveira just waited his time, waited and took his time, and then got to the back and choked or or didn't get didn't it wasn't rear naked, it was guillotine. But um, you know he was able to to finish finish the fight via choke. And this is where I think Kevin Lee really does need to sit down and reevaluate like who he is as a man. Uh. He taps, and Oliveira, or the ref steps in, breaks him up. Oliveira lets go of the submission and then, you know, rolls over to, like, get up. And Kevin Lee jumps on his back and acts as if he's, like, trying to, like, keep the fight going. And the ref is like, no, stop. And Kevin's kind of, like, kind of looks at the ref and he's like, no, we're still going. And he completely tried to, like, keep fighting. Like, he tried to trick the ref and the crowd. Well, there was no crowd. That's the only thing I want to talk about is the crowd, but or you know what they're doing with that. But um, <coughs> he um, he tried to act as if it didn't happen. He was trying to act like he uh, didn't tap, although it was so obvious and so clear that he clapped. He tapped, you know, six or seven times on Oliveira's shoulder, like out in the open, pop, 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 and. Then he, and then he tries to act as if he didn't do it and tries to keep the fight going. And where I say, like, as a man or just as, like, a human, just as, like, a decent human, why are you trying to pull that? Like, we all saw what happened. Everybody saw – I mean, we all saw – and then the thing is, is if you had pulled it off, say you did somehow, the ref said, oh, okay, keep fighting, I messed up, and just let him keep fighting, like – 
do you think that if we would have been tricked, we really would have fallen for the fact that he had a deep guillotine on you and he just let it go. And not only did he just let it go, but he let it go, completely let go of you, rolled over and started like basically crawling away and allowing you to take his back. Like in what world would that have happened in a fight? And so just the optics of what was going on, like he's in a deep guillotine and then Oliver just lets it go and rolls over and starts crawling away. And then you jump on his back. Like, not even that just there's no way that that could have been anything other than the refs had stopped the fight because you had tapped and that was it but he tried to fake it he tried to pretend like the he you know the fight was going to still be going and a lot of people are giving him credit and they're like oh he was kind of out of it because he was choked and he must have forgot that he tapped no no kevin lee is the type of person that thinks that it's okay to cheat to win if that's the type of crap that he's going to pull He's that type of person that it is is just that's not that's not a decent person to be like that's not a de- I'm not gonna speak to him really on like a like a personal level because I don't know him as a person but like as a fighter it says a lot about who you are if you're that type and you're that's you're not a decent fighter like you're not um, respectable you, you he lost a lot of respect uh, game bread. Uh, Jorge Masvidal came right out and was like, you're a scumbag. And, and, you know, you tapped and then tried to pretend like you didn't like he was, he went off on him and was like, you're, you're a complete piece of trash. And, you know, I have a hard time agreeing as a fighter, as a fighter, I'll say that, um, as a human, I don't know him as a man. I don't know him. I don't want to speak to that, but as a fighter, if you pull some stunt like that, like you don't deserve to be in there with, with people who are like working giving their entire life for this and to be a a respected martial artist. Like you don't deserve to be and to share the octagon with him. Like I'm, I'm so full of that. Like I think he needs to take two years off and he really needs to reevaluate who he is as a fighter. Because if you are going to, it's like, it's the same as the like fake knee to the head that Koscheck got. It was so blatantly, uh, fake. And yet he tried to pass it off as his real, I mean, did we see him again after that? I can't even remember if we saw him in the, again, if we saw him fight again, if anyone saw him fight again after that. I mean, that was so such a slap to his character. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just my, my opinion on it. I really I thought that that was pretty awful of him. But, uh, yeah, that was the card, man. I, like I said, it was probably a C minus. It wasn't terrible it was just kind of mid-grade um right down the middle there were some there were a couple cool moments but nothing really nothing really great and you know that might be our our last fight of 2020 that might be the last card of 2020 we don't know what's going on like i said the ufc uh the the main event just got scrapped for the next for the next fight uh but who knows if the whole cards uh the whole if the whole card is scratched. I mean, I should have I should have checked before I got on here to see if the whole card's uh, scrapped. But man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy right now, and that's kind of unfortunate that that was the. I wish the the last fight of 2020 would have been the Weili Zhang, Joanna uh, Yo and Jay Check fight. Like if they if they were gonna stop doing combat sports for a while or all sports for a while, that would have been the one to go out on. That would have been one people been like, oh. Like, okay, that's, that's a, that's quite, it's quite the send off. That's quite the send off. So 
Yeah, man. I, uh, I, uh, it's, it's my job's going to be tough. I was joking around with another, uh, podcaster that does MMA podcasts. And I was like, dude, we're, what are we going to do? What are we going to, what are we going to talk about? You know, we kind of sh- shot ourselves in the foot. We thought we had a, you, you know, as a, someone who talks about podcast or talks about, uh, MMA, you think that, oh, this doesn't have a season. So it goes all the time. There's always something to talk about. There's always news. There's always new signs. There's always, so you, you think you're going to have constant content and then something like this happens and you're like, uh, what am I going to talk about? So we came up with an idea. What we're going to do is we're going to, cause we we're thinking gaming is going to be the new competitive sport. Cause you can do it from your house. It's already Twitch is already big watching people play video games, things like that. So I'm thinking what it's going to be, is it going to be combat sports or, you know, people playing Madden or people playing NBA. What are they? What's the, what's the basketball one? 2k. Uh, you're going to see all the people doing that. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to report on those. Like those are going to become the big events. So we're going to have to report on just people gaming. So I was like, you get a bunch of people over at your house and you get the entire card together as if it was this, this weekend was continuing. You guys, you guys uh, do the commentating for it. And then I'll do the post fight analysis, the breakdown. Um, <laughs> Cause we got to talk about something. We got to report on something. I can't be on here talking about i mean i don't know i don't know what i could talk about can't talk about relationships i don't know nothing about them (laughs) so i don't know man we'll see we'll see everyone um but i'm gonna keep doing it as long as i can keep talking as much as i can keep trying to give you guys something so pay attention uh please support me i'm always looking for sponsors looking for uh you know always appreciate likes and subscribes and shares um, you can find us on Instagram at Still Fist Fight. You can find us on Facebook at Still Fist Fight Night. You can find this podcast on iTunes and YouTube and iHeartRadio. Um, man, there will be a next time. I can promise you that. This isn't my last one. But until next time, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and wash your hands. <laughs>